In a corner of a stadium, a single spotlight bounces off a gleaming trophy. But for the 50,000 fans in attendance, they're laser focused on a small group of elite competitors. And across the world, tens of millions of fans follow every play live. They personify the dreams of hundreds of millions of players, kids and adults. They are the rarefied few, and today, a worldwide title is on the line. Despite their youth, most have clocked in their 10,000 hours and then some. Their ability to see, to coordinate, to react defies belief. Today, legends will be made, others reaffirmed. This is not boxing, nor MMA. It's not the World Cup. This is eSports. It's here, it's global, and it's growing incredibly fast. It's where hundreds of millions of players and fans from every part of the planet engage in the battle for supremacy in virtual worlds created for Counter-Strike, League of Legends, Call of Duty, and StarCraft II. Top players, few of them old enough to remember the 20th century, are rock stars. Some making seven, even eight figures a year before endorsements. Where do these elite esports warriors come from? And more to the point, how do they stay on top? You're about to go inside the world's foremost esports training facility and experience the technology, the organization, and the people behind an esports dynasty. I'm Danielle Applestone, engineer and entrepreneur, with fond childhood memories of playing video games with my dad. And although I'm not a pro gamer, I'm really good at Tetris. This is Technology Powers X. In this episode, technology powers a gaming phenomenon. <laughs> Outsiders to the immense, intricate world of esports might not light up at the mention of the Netherlands city of Utrecht. To those who know, though, including the world's half billion esports fans, it's a European technology hub and the birthplace of Team Liquid, one of the most formidable, dominating, and at 20 years of age, longest running esports powerhouses. Team Liquid is the sport team name, the organization, so very similar to the Golden State Warriors or FC Barcelona or the Yankees or whatever organization you follow. Mike Milanov is Chief Business Development Officer for Team Liquid. Team Liquid is the sports organization, but what makes it a little bit different than traditional sports is Team Liquid does not have to be bound to a city. So imagine if your favorite NBA brand could also be part of the MLB or NFL or NHL and with the same audience platform, with the same brand, it's not city-based. And so Team Liquid across 18 different sports has over 100 professional athletes, and we focus from a fan acquisition perspective on global. So we have Chinese fans, and we have fans from Australia, and Brazil, and Canada, and all of the countries in Europe, and, and CIS, and all of the different sports are followed 
differently in various parts of the world. And so that's Team Liquid and that's the industry. The events of 2020 that cut a swath through so many sectors have merely stunted the growth of esports, whose meteoric rise was marked by stadiums packed with fans, lucky enough to get some of the hottest tickets in all of sport. The best way to imagine these stages when I talk about them, by the way, is there will be 25,000 tickets sold in nine minutes. Barclays Center was sold out in 12 minutes. Madison Square Garden was sold out. Uh, The Mercedes-Benz Arena for League of Legends, the Olympic Stadium that they had built, was sold out. I think it was 55,000 seats. Forbes magazine reports that in 2019, back when people crowded theaters, the theatrical motion picture business took in $42.5 billion worldwide. The worldwide games market made $150 billion. In all respects, sales of electronic games outpace those of the film and music industries combined, which helps frame the magnitude of an organization such as Team Liquid, whose success is driven in no small part by esports viewership. Bo Krein is director of fan management at Team Liquid. If you look at at the last year on on YouTube alone, uh, we had 8 million views on YouTube, but our biggest platform is Twitch, uh, where we had 95 million hours watched on Twitch, which is an insane amount, right? That means on average, 95 million people would have watched one hour or you you can do the math. To understand Team Liquid is to first understand what sets esports apart. In the half-century since the first Pong consoles dotted America's landscape, eSports has emerged as a distinct genus of digital games. Mike Milanov. What makes a game an eSport is that there are a few requirements that it needs to have. So number one, um, a game must be competitive and it must have organized competition. So it can't just be casual like Candy Crush or a single player game that you play like Final Fantasy at home. Uh, number two, there has to be uh, contracts and, and professional athletes and players being compensated to play under a organization name. Um, there are big prize pools in the tournaments that they compete in. So in any given year, Team Liquid across all of its sports can take home 50 to $60 million in a calendar year, which is quite crazy when you think about it. And then third, it needs to be very competitive to view or you have to experience that same adrenaline and sports fanaticism that you do when watching the last portion of the Super Bowl or, you know, the Dodgers about to hit a home run. As a boy of four living in Scranton, Pennsylvania, Jonathan Jablonowski was persuaded by his brother to play Counter-Strike 1.5. Before long, he was playing in amateur leagues. And somewhere during those countless hours of play, he made a discovery. He was good. Really good. The first time that I thought that I could play video games professionally was when I got the initial offer to join Team Liquid, a CSGO team. 
Before that, I was playing StarCraft for a couple years, and uh, I thought that I would be good at that game, and my goal was to be a professional at StarCraft 2, but uh, it didn't end up working out, and then I started playing CSGO for a little bit in 2014, and then by the end of the year, I got into another professional team before that, but the salary wasn't uh, anything to live off of, and I was still in high school. But when I got the offer to join Team Liquid, uh, the salary became like a little bit more than I... Uh, had before a little bit of a better part-time job. Today, he's world famous, a member of the esports elite known by the gaming handle Elige. But the road to esports greatness had the same bumps that beset young athletes who dream of playing any major league sport. He'd been a high school valedictorian and probably could have done just about anything he put his mind to, but his passion was in gaming. His mom really wanted him to go to college, so he tried to do both. We got to a level where we we started qualifying for a lot of tournaments. And if you qualify for tournaments, of course, you need to travel to all the different lands. And that means that you can't be there for school. And I still had to do the homework that was there. And when I was in Pennsylvania and I was going to my classes and stuff like that, it was a really strenuous schedule for me. Uh, I remember that I just had to wake up at like 8 a.m. for one of my classes on the weekdays. So I would wake up, go to go to my class for an hour, go back. I would take a nap and then I'd get lunch so I can get some food. And then I'd go to like another class. I would do like my homework in between all of that time. And then when I'd get back, I would try to make sure that I'm just doing like the homework that already got assigned to me. And then I'd have uh, practice at like five or six. And I would try to like make sure that I get something to eat before that practice, have that practice. And that would take about like four to five hours still. And after that, I'm just trying to like get like the studying in that I can, the long-term projects that are being assigned to me. And I would just rinse and repeat that same type of schedule every single day for all of my college uh, days. The gaming versus college battle began and ended. Gaming won. And Elige soon took his place among the very best at Team Liquid. His mom couldn't be prouder. As bright new esports players emerged, the industry grew around them. Finding and growing esports superstars became big business. Which brings us back to Utrecht, where, as Mike Milanov explains, makeshift practice spaces have given way to dedicated, state of the art training facilities. The European training facility that we just opened in partnership with Alienware and Dell Technologies, it is called the Alienware Training Facility. This is the sort of building written about in design magazines, made to draw gasps from visitors. The sort of building you'd expect to see in a Silicon Valley campus. When you go in, you're hit with a a huge Dell technology server room and uh, a hall of fame to your left, which then leads into a... 25-foot trophy wall in the kitchen and dining area um, into a player lounge with a sustainability-focused design with uh, a green wall for optimal health and relaxation, then into the most intense training area, which are our scrim rooms. So we have our dark side of the moon scrim room and our lunar light scrim room. And what we've done here is we've really tried to pay homage to the Alienware brand. So you'll see a lot of hexagons, a lot of diagonality, um, a lot of black and white design, which we've 
infused with bamboo synergies and everything has been thought of all of the technology the wire management it looks cool all the surfaces are super futuristic looking i've gotten on a few zoom chats and people were like oh that's a really cool zoom background can you send me that i want to use that in my next meeting and i had to say no i'm actually here Part Major League Sports Clubhouse, part Tech Campus, Team Liquid's EU headquarters is purpose-built to maximize competitive edge, combining lifestyle, team building, and tech, especially tech, to hone the planet's best esports competitors. The building in and of itself is really unique as well because in addition to having the training facility on the second floor, on the first floor there is a fitness center or a gym and then on the third floor we have player housing which we we have built and uh, we have 13 individual apartments that were that were furnished and built very hotel room styles it's at this elite level of esports that the line separating work and play may blur a little the world's top players in a big stakes high octane environment are all too aware that thousands of gamers dream of having their job. Jonathan Jablonowski. Well, right now, for how high the level is of esports, you really need to be taking it as seriously as any professional sport, in my opinion. You need to have a coach that is leading the team and making sure that everyone is on track for what they should be doing. You need to have a manager that's like taking care of all the outside-of-game things for the team so we don't have to worry about our schedule. Uh, and there's no like big questions that we have, and he's going to be managing it all for us. And you also need a sports psychologist, and I think that's one of like the the biggest differences that it's made for at least my career, where I think that I've actually been able to elevate my game and elevate myself as a person uh, individually to be able to work better with my teammates. No less vital are the devices and infrastructure that power Team Liquid, a sport that requires 300 to 400 player actions per minute leaves no margin for latency or lag. Bow crime. If you now would pit a team from America against a team from Europe, then if you play it on the European server, the team from America will simply never ever win because a few more milliseconds delay is, is, is too much. So to kind of help us set up the best we can, we have two fully redundant fiber optic lines of one millisecond, uh, 10 gigabyte per second, uh, data streams connected into our Dell EMC Power Edge. And if one of those lines falters, then automatically switch to the other line so that we have uninterrupted and, and completely reliable gaming throughout. And it's not just the players getting the cream of the crop. Developers, graphics teams, support staff, everyone is working with the best. So the most important thing to all those folks is reliability, which we talked about, and having a good setup with a strong computer and a couple of monitors. So all of the stuff is equipped with Alienware, uh, but the graphics and production teams, they have Alienware R10s. But I think in total, we have 75 Aurora desktops, um, 140 eSports monitors. So most desktops have actually have, have two monitors. Um, and 80 full sets of Alienware peripherals from, from you know, your mouse and keyboard to, uh, to a headset. Jonathan Jablonowski learned the hard way the value of using the best peripherals and hardware. It was in London, his first big tournament with the team. He was confident and excited, and then... When I got there, 
the monitors felt really off to me. It was very noticeable input lag where if I would like swipe my mouse, then it would feel that it's behind. So I'd like swipe it to the left and then it, what would actually happen on my screen would happen like a, you know, like a millisecond and a half, like too late. And you can really feel it when, when there's types of input lag on the monitor. And it really threw me off my game. So it's just in your head the whole entire time. And it, and it really affected me, uh, that game, especially because it was my first big LAN. And, uh, you know, I don't think that players should have to worry about that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, thankfully, in 2020, we do have the best type of equipment available to us. That's a serious responsibility. In a world where an nth of a second can turn a win to a loss, the task of equipping Team Liquid with world-class server and networking infrastructure went to Dell Technologies. Chris Slotbaum is a partner manager for cloud manager service providers at Dell Technologies. The power switch systems uh, that Team Liquid uses is very crucial for their connectivity because um, sometimes you want a machine to be smart, but uh, when you're running a, a StarCraft match at 400 or to 800 actions per minute, you need switches that can, that can really double down on latency suppression. And that's why Team Liquid uses Dell EMC PowerSwitch S3148P and S4128TON networking switches for their open networking. And for their servers... The PowerEdge R340 uh, with the iDRAC9 and Lifecycle controller is used for their Liquipedia website development, for their DNS, for local services. And it also serves as the entry point for their custom low latency connection, uh, which handles the uh, 10 gigabit per second fiber lines. And the R6515 provides Team Liquid with a cyber resilient architecture. And it's really used for the engineering and coding, uh, like the Liquid Plus loyalty program and app development. And at the heart is the R740XD, uh, which is being used to store images, uh, video, uh, graphics. Uh, it could be terabytes at a time. Uh, it also allows them for a global collaboration with their uh, other teams across the world. Like the coaches, the sports psychologists, and even the two full-time chefs, Dell Technologies plays an important supporting role in contributing to the team's focus. So using PowerEdge and PowerSwitch stable infrastructure and connections ensures that Team Liquid is able to stay with their head in the game instead of their IT systems. It gives them a competitive edge and lays the foundation to attract new talents and carry their team into the future. Technology is also at the heart of the fan interaction. It's crucial to the growth of esports. Unlike other major sports, Team Liquid's new fan loyalty program, Liquid Plus, provides direct two-way communication between fans and their favorite players. Still, the fast-evolving esports culture remains a work in progress. It took a long time for women and minorities to be welcomed into sports and science and business, and the same is true for esports. While women and girls are fully represented among fans, they're only just emerging among the elite esports gamers. Shelly Teniguchi is Senior Partnerships Manager for Team Liquid. 
She cites a lack of encouragement for women or girls and historically underrepresented minorities to pursue STEM. She's also aware of remarkable pioneers helping to reshape the professional esports demographic. Her name is Siyun Kim. Her gamer name is Geguri. She's an Overwatch League player uh, with the Shanghai Dragons. And she was one of the first women in the Overwatch League. And they have like 121 or so professional players. And she plays on a mixed team. So she's quite young, right, entering in the space and being one of the only female pro players in her league. And when she achieved this fame at a very young age, I know that she was publicly accused of cheating by two male competitive players. They claimed that her accuracy wasn't humanly possible. So they basically threw down a gauntlet and said, look, you're, you're using some kind of assisted technology software and, you know, we'll quit the game if you can prove to us that you're not, you weren't cheating. And so she did. She, she rose to the occasion. She took, uh, she did a stage demonstration to clear her name. And she did so in such a spectacular fashion. I mean, this was broadcasted live. So you can actually see this, I think, on YouTube or you can look this back up on Twitch. But basically, she demolished them. And so both of her accusers, true to the word, left the competitive scene. It's encouraging to note that in such a new, fast-changing sport, stereotypes have little time to take root. Nor are they likely to with initiatives such as Girls Who Game from Dell Technologies. This initiative showcases and supports gaming and studies in STEM among girls. The pace is fast, change is constant, and the stakes keep getting bigger. Gamers have no choice but to keep up and no time to look over their shoulder. How will Team Liquid stay on top and continue to recruit the best talent from across the world and across genders? By leveraging a combination of the best in training, coaching, and technology. Such is life in a sport that's growing as fast as technology itself. This is Technology Powers X, an original podcast from Dell Technologies. For more information on Dell EMC PowerEdge servers, please visit delltechnologies.com slash servers. For more information on Dell EMC PowerSwitch open networking, please visit delltechnologies.com slash networking. And to learn more about Team Liquid's Alienware training facility in Utrecht, please visit awtf.eu. You can discover more about this episode, our speakers, and to read the transcript, visit delltechnologies.com slash technologypowersx. I'm Danielle Applestone. Thanks for listening. 